Hey, sweetheart. Um, I was just talking to my mom at the dinner table. And, um, talking about Mike. Um, I know Mike ain't biting at your daughter's fake account page. We all know Mike can't bite. Me and mom, me and my mama have talked about Lacey or you using the fake account messaging me about, hey, babe, you know, like how Lacey wrote it up today on my Instagram underneath that fake account. Have her personally message me um, with that fake account about the same thing. Hey, babe, I see your boyfriend don't have pictures of you. I see other girls on his lap, but not you. You know? And, this, and I can screenshot it to Mike and see what the fuck he does. But he bites in. Hey, rock stars. Welcome back to Rock the Mic. I am your host, the photog of Rock God's Mike Klein. Today is the day. The Appomattox Catfish, part one of two. Wicked Sermon presents one of the craziest stories you've ever heard. I promise you, every person that's heard this story would either call bullshit, or if you knew Savannah and you knew the mother and the parties that are involved that you're about to hear about, you would say there's no way. So, what we decided to do on that, because it's so crazy, is we're going to not only post on Instagram on Wicked Sermon and TikTok Wicked Sermon, we're going to post some of the screenshots of the text messages and some of the audio and things behind the scenes that nobody really got to see. And it just validates everything you're about to hear. Now, the gentleman that we're about to speak to, Jamie Jonas, he actually is a gentleman that was a follower, fan of Savannah's on Instagram and TikTok. That was lured in very quickly from the mother posting a Savannah at times, he says. And they came up with a scheme to go behind the back of the boyfriend, me, and kind of create issues behind the scenes. And as Angie says, try to destroy the empire. So the audio that you heard in the beginning of the show was actually one of the voicemails, audio messages that was sent from Savannah directly to this gentleman they've never met they've only talked to online and they literally friended a stranger to do their bidding or he was another mark as the police say and it's just a jumbled crazy world but we want to jump right into it again you're the vip your front row here it is the appomattox catfish part one ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show Disclaimer, the following episode is compiled of real audio, voice messages, and text messages from the parties involved. Warning, some of the material heard may contain triggers. At no time is Wicked Sermon or Rock the Mic responsible for any trauma these episodes may cause. Please, please note, if you or someone is ever in a situation like presented in these episodes, please take a minute and consult with friends or consult with the authorities. 
Okay, Jonah, so I know we've talked before in the past. Um, I appreciate you kind of coming on today. I know you're very busy. Um, obviously, I want to revisit a situation that you and I have obviously talked about several times that we're very familiar with. And unfortunately, we've both agreed it's something we want to chat about that hopefully we can find some resolution and, you know, kind of get some awareness out there so people don't fall for the same situations that you and I basically bought into and you and I, you know, came out of it. Okay. But unfortunately I feel like there's other people that will not. I know that originally um, you had met Savannah, I guess online or I guess, what was it? TikTok maybe. Yeah. I was browsing through just people you may know or, whatnot, seen her on there, liked one of her posts, left a comment. Uh, I think a week later, I got a reply back to it saying, thank you. And just very, very seldom talked from there until everything led up. Now, she, she obviously, so you just made a simple comment like we all do. And then she just kind of responded back like a thank you. And then it kind of went from there. Did she message you first, like privately or was it you? No, it was just a reply to the comment, what she had been doing with other people. Right. Basically saying thank you for the comment and whatnot. And then there was a point where I'm assuming Angie got it to the fold, the mother. Yeah, which was, I had gotten a like on one of my Instagram comments later on down the road with a profile that had Savannah's picture. So I thought it was Savannah and was like, hey, uh, thanks for liking my comment. It ended up being Angie later on found out. And she said, you're welcome. I was like, is this Savannah? She goes, no, I'm her mama. I'm like, I thought you were her because you have her pictures posted. She said, no, people say that to me all the time. I'm like, okay. Well, didn't hear nothing else more from that profile for a while. So actually, not to cut you off. So actually, Angie had a profile with Savannah as her picture. Yeah, which I mistakenly took as Savannah having a separate profile. Well, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. So you continued to have conversations, I'm assuming, at that point, back and forth, not only with Savannah on one account, or at least we thought, or Angie on a separate account. Yeah. And I'm assuming, and then through those, I mean, what were those conversations like? Basically, at first, it was just talking. Hey, how are you? How's your day? I'm doing fine. How about you? The normal talk, like anybody online. Yeah, of course. Then I randomly got a message, kind of like leading to where I believed at the point it was Savannah saying it on her profile, but I believe more that it was her mama trying to instigate the whole situation. I want to go see my boyfriend, but I need to make an appointment. 
find kind of funny when you're in a relationship, you don't make an appointment to see your significant other. You right. just do it whenever yeah. you can. That's exactly right. Sure. Well, like I said, I lean more towards it ended up being Angie because later on I found out probably about 90% of the entire conversations with Savannah was her mama pretending since her mama had full access to all her accounts. Now, did, did they ever elaborate on exactly any kind of information as far as having to make an appointment? Basically saying you were busy all the time, hanging out with all these people. Um, you kind of, like, how you say, got her there, spent time, and wanted her to leave. So odd. Um, yeah, it, it's weird to hear that. You and I had talked about that, and, but you know, previously before off the air, and I don't understand having to make an appointment for a relationship or, or especially girlfriends. Savannah had access to me, my condo. She's on the list downstairs with security 24 seven. Yeah. Which I found out from you later on. Yeah. She, you know, and, and it's funny, like, and this is a very true story. Security downstairs, you know, obviously they have a list um, of who to let up without question. And Savannah was the only one on that list. Like, I mean, not even my mother, which is hilarious to me because they would probably let my mother up anyhow. But Savannah was the only one at any time. And when I say let let upstairs, not only do they let her upstairs, but if she does not have a key, um, which she she had she did, they would provide her one. So even if like she was in town, let's say on a photo shoot and her mother was driving, whatever the case may be, and Savannah showed up and didn't have my key, she had access because of the list. So she always had 24, I mean, 24% or 24-7 access to me. I mean, there was even a time that she just showed up randomly, which is, I mean, yeah, which obviously, is right. which I was going to say, which is no big deal. So to hear that when you and I were talking, it was kind of like, I didn't understand the appointment. It was like, it was a business um, situation. What I didn't understand about it. You're with somebody. If they randomly show up, first instinct should be, Hey, I'm glad you're here. Hug, kiss, whatever, depending on the level of closeness. Sure. Well, it, it was odd to hear that. What other things, um, before we kind of get into the the plan that that you know had come up with them, what other things were said about me other than just the appointment? The, some of the chicks you had hung around and some of the pictures posted on your Instagram, you had at times seemed like you spent more time with them than you did Savannah. You know, which is really strange, too, because, you know, you say that and do you know, up until the breakup, which it was part of the breakup, do you know that I was still dealing with that conversation about the girls that were sitting in my lap in previous photos for um, promo shoots for the podcast um, as of what was it? 
a month and a half ago, I was still putting up with Savannah and those conversations about those girls. Savannah. Basically her mama manipulating her. You can't trust him. Look at this. Yeah. I mean, Savannah actually believed in her mind to this day that I still spent time with one particular one of the girls um, constantly because her name was always brought up in arguments, you know, by Savannah, which like you said, it's, it's a, it's a mental war that was created by her mother and it stuck. It never stopped. It's, it had gotten so bad, so bad that their claim Savannah and Angie's claim is that that one particular girl, which I don't want to mention her name, but the one particular girl um, would cryptically post on Instagram things directed at Savannah just to piss Savannah off over the last two years constantly is what they say. And that Angie and Savannah both believe that not only these posts were towards Savannah, but they were about me, whether it was telling Savannah that they, that she could have me back at any moment, or they said she went so far to post pictures of certain cars that I drive saying I'm, you know, I'm with him or, um, I had switched cars in the last two years. And when I switched cars, this girl posted a picture beside a new car, the same car that I was driving apparently and saying I was with him. And and the funny argument was I was like between as busy as I am with work and I'm with you every weekend and days during the week, where in the world do you think I have time to be with another woman? And to add to that, somebody that's with you, and I'm not sure how long you and Savannah were together. I'm imagining quite a while. They should already know your lifestyle, your schedule, how you operate. So to think otherwise, because somebody else put a hint in their head, they should already know you enough to know better. You know, it's it was strange because I even made a joke that, you know, because towards the end, Savannah actually made conversation with me about um, me and Savannah had talked about as of recent. So this was a, her and I were talking about when she graduated, we were talking about a trip to Italy. And then there was also a conversation about Christmas and she had made some comment about a Michael Kors jacket, blah, 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 just recently. Well, it was funny. They both came to me when I say both Angie and Savannah and Savannah was in a hell raise because this girl was online talking about going to Italy and a Michael Kors jacket, which I, let, let me say this. I, I haven't started to premise the conversation, but I haven't spoken to this one girl in question for two years. Um, I basically cut off all conversations with her once me and Savannah were dating um, especially when we started dating, you know, really hard, like full on full dating and haven't spoken to her since, which towards the end of the relationship, I had, you know, I had reopened looking at her 
Instagram stories and her TikToks and things due to the fact that Savannah was so strong-minded about these cryptic messages that this girl was writing about, you know, or towards Savannah. And of course, not one story, not one message that I saw had anything to do with anything except what that girl's life was and what she wanted to do. And nor did she have time to mess with anybody else. She could care less. This girl was doing her own thing. So I found that to be really funny, but I found it to be very, very odd that, and again, I, I think you're right. I think Angie had a lot to do with it, but I found it very odd that Angie and Savannah eat, sleep and drink this girl from two years ago which is one of the girls that was the original conversation that we're about to get into with you and them when they complained about the girl sitting in my lap on my um, rock the mic promo photos from monster. So that's just odd that those girls have still been around in their head this long. So to add to that real quick. Sure. There's no guys, women, no women, right? Right. That's a whole saying that is a true thing. Hands down, everywhere. If you were doing something with another woman, why would you even post an incriminating picture, quote unquote, as they would put it, to try to even hint towards that direction? You wouldn't. You would never post anything to point fingers at you. That's a guy, no guy thing. Sure. I mean, it's it's thieves among thieves. I agree. I get it. Well, you know, it's funny, and of course, we'll, we'll jump into that in the end here, but, and I guess we're getting ready to talk about that, the actual plan of what was going on between Savannah and her mother and when they brought you in. But, you know, obviously the main bitch was, or the, or the, the main topic at one point was there were all these pictures on Instagram on my Rock the Mic site that had girls sitting in my lap or me with girls or promo models. And why wasn't there ever photos with me and Savannah? Do you know, I couldn't get Savannah in the last year to do photos with me, post with me, share with me, tag with me of us together. You know, well, you're right. It's not. But the irony of it is, is that, you know, what we're about to talk about where that was her main bitch and, the, and where the, the conflict started, you know, come full circle in the end of the relationship, you know, for a past year, I couldn't get her to post with me, which is really funny because what happened and, you know, again, well, I don't want to spoil it, but in the end of the relationship, one of the big red flags for me, where we did, where we went out on a date, I actually had a show, I had, a, you know, obviously being a tour photographer, I had one of the shows in the end of the season and we took a picture with the artist you know, just a backstage meet and greet, you know, me and her and, and the guy. I think I saw that picture on your Instagram. Well, you saw it as because Savannah actually posted that picture of her and that artist and cut me out of it. That's that picture. So the, you can see part of your arm in the picture. So that's kind of the funny thing is that, you know, Savannah had posted a photo and cut me out of it. And I didn't know who the arm belonged to in that picture. I remember the picture. So someone actually had, you know, commented to me about that photo 
and being cut out of it. And that's where the red flags kind of started for me because um, Savannah doesn't have me on her, on her social media pages at all, where I can see them because she says that every time she posts about me or with us together or anything that we do, she gets a lot of crazy feedback or these hate, um, these fake accounts that mess with her and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So um, that's her excuse not posting. But again, we, we talk about that later, but yeah, it, it, the irony of the fact of she never wanted to put photos of me and her together is what she originally started off the conversations with her mother and you. So that's, that's kind of where I want to jump. So at some point you guys had had a conversation or I, I think it was Angie that initiated it, but I, I could be wrong um, about me having photos online with other girls, but nothing of Savannah. Yeah, that was her mother bringing it up to me, asking my opinion. And I was like, first thing I said was, which I hadn't told you, but I've been saving it for this moment. I told her mama on a conversation on the phone, why not hit the woman up and ask her? Or go to her page and see if she's in a relationship. Well, one of the girls, a blonde, that had some of the tattoos. I looked myself just randomly, and it said, in a relationship. And she had several, probably 30 or more pictures with her significant other, kissing, holding hands. I'm like, no, she's not cheating on that guy with this guy. If she's probably posting pictures with her significant other, someone who's not in a happy relationship is not going to post pictures of who they're with. I mean, that's logic is logic. Sure. What was Angie's response to that? She was just like, well, I can't say yes, sir. I can't say no, because I don't know the facts. I was like, why don't you just hit the girl up and ask her? Right. I'm going to do that. And she hung up the phone on me. <laughs> so at some point um, past that conversation, there was a, I would say plan or you guys can, you know, kind of constructed a plan with some accounts, some fake accounts and some things. So I just wanted to chat about that. What kind of brought that on? That came to, and I sent you the voice recording that Savannah had sent me and right. you verified it was her asking me to try to instigate with you. Well, at that point, Angie had asked me, how could I find out this and that if he really loves it? I said, well, why don't you just create an account, pretend to be somebody else, and see where he stands? Right. Well, Angie agreed to it. I created an account, a little black kid, probably about 19, got the picture offline for the profile, which me and you talked about it. Right. And I created it. I hit you up, instigated and this was before I knew the entire story. I had only been told one side of you, which later found out was total bullshit. Right. And I apologize to you directly for that because I was so wrong in the opinion I was given about you. Right. 
and they wanted me to basically hit you up and ask you why you don't post pictures with her. Why don't you spend more time with her? Why are you posting pictures with other chicks? And you got an argument with that profile that day, which was me. <laughs> right. And I admit it. And basically the whole conversation, I right click highlighted and sent it to Angie. Right. And nothing in it, which I did reread it, incriminated you even in the slightest bit of doing anything against Savannah. Yeah, it was, it was, I remember that night when it started unfolding and I remember sitting here getting kind of screen messages from Savannah saying how weird that was. And Savannah, which let me say this hindsight is 2020 on this deal. At the time I thought, because obviously you and I hadn't kind of began our conversations and friendship, um, until after, but during that, I kind of felt, I felt very strange about Savannah, the way she was acting. Now, Angie, Angie, I remember was very stern, very focused on the point. Savannah was kind of, if you will, felt like she was reading the script for the first time. Like she just wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with what was going on. Um, But I know that, you know, through, because I, I think we went through this, what, two, three days, two days before we actually got to the, you and I got to a point where you had reached out to me. Yeah, and I told you that was me on that fake profile hitting you up. I admitted it straight to you. So I found it to be odd that, you know, I, I was kind of dumbfounded because I'd never been in a situation, especially where a mother was spending full-time efforts and kind of coercing and 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 coaching a situation against her daughter's boyfriend. Um, I've never actually had that happen to me and I'm 45 years old. It, it, it's, it's super, like I said, it's super odd to me that, you know, this was the first time that anything like this had happened. And of course, and I'm sure you felt the same way I could have this conversation and I've had this conversation with many people. And if I didn't know you and I didn't see screenshots and audio recordings of things behind the scenes that had nothing to do with me. I wouldn't believe the story. It's so far fetched because of the way Angie does things. Um, so getting into far fetchness, there was a point after you and I had spoken um, where you and I had kind of collected our thoughts and we had kind of made up our own mind on what we believe and what's bullshit and what's not. Um, I had decided to approach Angie and Savannah, you know, with what was going on. Um, and I, I remember it to this day because I literally drove to the house, had a folder of all of the text messages and copies of everything and the audio that you and I had spoke about. <laughs> and I remember walking in the house, sitting on the couch with, with her mother and Angie and, and, and Angie's mother, because she, you know, they live with their, they live with Angie's mother and the dumbfound look on all their faces, like why I was there. Cause they knew I was there 
for, you know, it was almost like I had to make an appointment, right? Like, why is he here? He's here for a specific reason. And I told no one. I think it was like, I honestly think it was some random Tuesday night. I'd spit all day copying and talking to you. And um, I remember sitting on the couch and there was that kind of that unwell feeling where everybody was talking about, you know, the weather and the news because no one wanted to really know the point. And, and it got to a point where it was like, okay, Mike, I will never forget Angie saying, Mike, why are you here? I said, well, I, you know, of course, that folder that was sitting on the counter right there was burning a hole in the counter. They were hating it. They they didn't know what it was. And, and I'm sure they assumed um, because at that point you hadn't even talked to them. It was kind of left in the air. No one kind of knew the cat was out the bag yet. Yeah. Um, would you ask me to, which you left it up to me not to say anything to him, and I did. I left it alone because we had conversated about it. Right. Well, I remember sitting down saying, you know, the first thing that I did was when I was, you know, asked, why are you here? I said, well, let me start it off like this. So I played the audio that you had sent me that Savannah, you know, had left you audio messages about. And the look on Angie's face was just pure anger. And, and Savannah was very, I never wanted this to happen. I never wanted this to happen. Um, I, I never wanted this to happen. Mike, you, I never, I mean, very freaked out. Not like she had been caught, but very like, I knew I was going to get caught. I knew this was going to fall apart. I never wanted to have anything to do with this. I was just doing what my mother said kind of attitude. Like you could totally tell. Angie turned into as the story unfolded because obviously I started kind of, you know, starting from the get go and she wanted to know how much I knew. And I kind of just didn't give her everything. I tried to let her talk, but I let her know that I'm in the, I'm in the know. I know everything that's going on and it's bullshit, Angie. And that's where Angie claims that you had threatened her and that the story unfolded kind of like what you said. And you made comments on her page and then you and then it twisted to you had reached out to them and started talking to them, which obviously we know was the opposite. And that throughout your courtship with them, again, kind of the opposite. You know, if Savannah's got a man, why why does he got pictures of other girls? And they said it bothered you more. And then you had threatened Angie and Angie was scared for her life she said, and, and scared for Savannah's life because of the way that you treated him and talked to her and told her things. And then you would give them random pictures of, I, I believe weapons or knives, but I know the one thing was like the motorcycle gang or the motorcycle group that you had worked with that you had threatened her with. And you and I had talked about that. And then something about, you know, you had police in your family that would do anything. That, so she needed to watch her back. Yeah. Which, you know, I wanted you to have a second to comment on that because obviously you and I've talked about that, but I mean, for the record, did you ever threaten or make Angie feel threatened? No, she was asking me about my past and I told her I used to ride with the motorcycle gang, which my cousin was a member of. 
they allowed me to ride with because of that. Only out of respect for my cousin who passed away. Um, they had asked me, well, Angie, not Savannah, because we both found out most of the conversation was Angie pretending to be Savannah, that what kind of stuff am I into? And I was like, well, I collect knives. I'm not into guns because I told you I'm a convicted felon. I'm not allowed to own a firearm at all. So I'm not going to put myself in that predicament. Sure. And she was like, just randomly asking me personal questions about my life. And I didn't think nothing of it at the time. And she has a very cryptic, and we use the word cryptic, but she has a very smooth way of acting like she gives a shit about you to get information about your past to use it against you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which is basically what she did by saying, he threatened me. He's in a motorcycle gang. Um, You have to wear the colors. I don't have any colors. Right. I know that she had said that, you know, you had basically orchestrated everything and um, you were basically doing the timeline of instruction on what to do and how to do it. And of course she just fell along with it because obviously, like I said, she said she felt threatened, um, which again, like, you, you know, obviously we've talked about that wasn't something that you were doing. Um, at what point, Obviously, we got to a point where before you and I spoke, you got to a point where you felt like everything she was doing was bullshit or something wasn't right. Tell me about that. It just, once me and you talked and everything was coming out in the open, it started hitting me. If Savannah is not this happy with this guy, why is she still with him? And I noticed things in the conversations weren't exactly the same as Savannah had started off saying to me. Like, the way she would say things, like, you know Savannah, she has her own way of saying things. Sure. They were getting changed. And I'm like, this ain't Savannah. No way this is Savannah. And you're saying just by, like, the way that she would, you know, say certain things or the way she would form different sentences, like, you could tell, obviously that this was someone else. Yeah. Right. I mean, once you get to talking to somebody for a bit, you kind of tend to know their grammar, their body language, their voice language. Right. whole nine yards. Well, I've never met Savannah in person, so I can't say exactly what she would say in person. Right. But I can say the way she would speak to me. And everything was just changing up. And that's when I felt like I needed to come clean with you about who I really was with the whole fake profile. Sure. Which is what I did. And it just, it was not cool what was going on. And granted, we're about the same age. It's just, not right to be playing mind games with somebody who's basically doing nothing and it's all a mother's manipulation 
to try to control a daughter's lifestyle. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because it's almost like at times Savannah was brainwashed. Like, she and and the way that we've kind of looked at it is that Angie has kind of built this world around Savannah where she holds Savannah close to chest. And it's this whole made up reality of a world that you, me and everyone else on the outside saw Savannah as a certain person and as a certain character. And then once you kind of get inside of it a little bit, you know, you start to realize that some of the things that, you know, that were given to you originally are not exactly the truth. Yeah. I mean, like I said, once you learn how somebody basically presents himself and you start seeing signs that it's different, you're going to find out that it's somebody else. Sure. Well, it's it's very funny to me. The police um, have recently been involved in this situation and, one of the comments that were made is that, um, which I'm not exactly happy to be called this, but one of the comments that were made is that I was a mark. And um, based off of the behaviors and the things that have gone on, especially recently with Angie and Savannah, one of the things that they had identified with it, among others, which I, obviously I can't get into yet, but um that I was a mark for them and that they obviously were good at what they have done, which kind of made me feel like this was something that they had done previous um, or done to other people. Especially like with the fake accounts with Angie and, you know, the things that she does there. I, I feel like that's something that they have done before. I mean, it would make sense because when it gets brought up, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. If you're somebody that's never done that, you're gonna be hesitant. Sure. And she's too she's too positive. She's too positive at what she's saying, or it's what she believes is, you know, the gospel for her to do it and makes it like, you know, it's okay, just go do it for her. And the whole me certainer thing boils down to she got a backup plan from the start by finding out my history in case everything went south. That's what that boils down to. Sure. Oh, yeah, you got this. I'm going to say this, this, and this and use it against me. Which, moving forward, you know, that shows a lot of, you know, intent by her and that she had kind of already planned it out, whether it was going to be for you or for someone else. But it was kind of like it's very calculated that she the way she acts and the way she does things. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I've found when she's trying to act like she's being vulnerable or someone's taking advantage of her, it's just to allow allow you to put your walls down for her to get in just to get information about you. She could care less. Yeah. Um, you know, and that kind of brings us to the end of the conversation where, you know, this whole, this whole ordeal is something that I want people to kind of hear and to red flag when things like this go on, just not from Angie or, or, or Savannah's purposes and the way, and the people they're with moving forward, but anybody out there 
you know, when things are set like that and you have to kind of ask yourself, why would a mother get involved like this? Why would, you know, why would someone act this way with fake accounts purposely on a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Exactly. How do you, how do you feel Angie's, I don't want to say mind is, how do you feel she is mentally? I mean, do you feel, obviously. I think she's quite a bit unstable. Yeah. If you're going to manipulate your daughter's lifestyle, relationship, who she talks to, who she hangs out with, and always base it upon something negative, then there's obviously something wrong with you that has you always thinking that way about other people. Modern Psychology 101, in order to find fault in other people, you must first find fault in yourself. And Angie lacks that maturity. Right. And unfortunately, do you believe that that has kind of gone over to Savannah as well? I mean, I feel... Savannah has picked up traits from her mother, bad habits, just because they've never been called out on their bullshit before. It's always worked for them. I do believe it has rubbed off on Savannah. Reason being, you're her boyfriend and she believes what her mama says against you. Not to mention who would be in a relationship where you and your mother are devising a plan with a man they don't know to question your boyfriend about another girl or girl sitting in her in, in their boyfriend's lap. If you didn't want to be with him or you had an issue with him, why would you devise a plan that, ex, you know, to be that extent, like to go that far out? Exactly. Which is kind of mental. Like that's kind of, I don't want to say that's psychotic. I don't know that's that psychotic because at some point you have to be cal- you know, you have to calculate your moves, but um, I would definitely say, you know, between Savannah being brainwashed, Angie's mental, it's a, it's a toxic combination. Yeah. Have you spoken to them since, you know, our conversations at all or seen anything from them? No, they're blocked. And as far as I know from their end, I'm blocked. Well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Because I don't want any conversation with someone who's going to try to basically label me a bad person. I can do that on my own. Sure. I don't need somebody else to tell me you're a bad person. If I want to be a bad person, I mean, it's not very hard. Go out, rob a bank, steal a car, hit somebody handicapped in the mouth. I mean... I don't need somebody else trying to ruin myself when I can do a good job of it myself. Sure. Well, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that the relationship with Savannah and I, um, has ultimately expired. Um, and ultimately it had, it, it, it had everything to do with, um, Angie, but come to find out, you know, Savannah had her parts in it as well. And it kind of came out in the wash and it's been a, it's been a very dark, um, real sticky breakup. And unfortunately, um, it's created 
you know, all sorts of legal actions towards Savannah and her mother just because of, you know, money and it's, it's a bad situation, but unfortunately that's what we have the law and what we're protected for. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately Savannah's not going to be in a very good place here soon and her mother will not be either. I mean, um, yeah, it was, it was a really weird twist of events in the last six months and it kind of came out in the wash. Just like when you started seeing things that didn't make sense, I started seeing things that didn't make sense. And like I said, people had brought up a conversation with me about her cutting me out of a photo and posting it. And that's kind of where I drew the line and started like looking out for myself going, let's, you know, let's research this a little bit. So, yeah. And I did. And it turned into a blow up of course. And, you know, and a lot of excuses and lies, especially from Savannah, but more so from her mother and, I am now blocked from everyone, which is fine and living my days great and not having to deal with any of that bullshit back and forth or hearing about all these other women that I have every day in my life other than Savannah. And, you know, I'm letting the courts do their job. I don't picture you to play our type with the reputation you have. <laughs> I don't have time in my day to have multiple relationships, multiple issues. Uh, you know, Lord knows I don't have enough money to support my lifestyle, Savannah's lifestyle and another girl's. That's for sure. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and, and that's funny because, you know, full circle, that's going to come back on Savannah and Savannah will realize that um, Savannah already realizes it. She doesn't, you know, that's why you and I, you know, outside of here had, had a conversation about if they had asked to borrow money because their money has run out from their, their, uh, fire when the, when the house exploded, when they lived with their mother and apparently the money has expired and there's no, there's no more this, no more that hell Savannah can barely pay for school. She can't pay for gas in her car to get to school. The electric bills cut off. She can't pay for, um, flight school, uh, computers, shit, uh, test, nothing. And she's having to bar beggar, steal it from everyone. She can't get it anywhere. Daddy is a deadbeat. He won't help, you know, Angie's scared out of her mind and creates this whole goddamn scheme that Savannah's not going to be able to go to school next semester unless it's paid the next two days. And, you know, please, you know, I don't know if you can help, can you help blah, blah, blah. And of course you do. And then the next thing you know, it just turns to just bullshit. Yeah. Thousands of dollars later. And Angie's back at her own fucking game again, where it's just, I didn't know about the house fire. That's new to me. Yeah. And when, when um, Savannah was five, um, they were at their, her grandparents' house and there was a huge um, gas leak, gas explosion, not from the house, from like a pipeline. And it, they, they were all hit by it. Ouch. Yeah. So apparently it was, re it was really bad, but they have lived that, I would say rock star lifestyle since then, you know, 20 years later, 15 years later. And, you know, 
the Chanel purses and the Gucci handbags and all the perfumes and all the bullshit that she buys her daughter just to keep her close to chest because she can't live a minute without her because she has nothing left. The money ran out and um, she started to lose a grip of her daughter. You know, like it's forever. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because like I said, there were, I've had this conversation with people and there were moments where you could see Savannah and, and realizing reality and she'd come to reality. And as soon as she started doing that, the mother would turn around and start taking things away from her or threatening her and doing all those things that it's just bullshit that a mother would do, but she did it to scare the hell out of Savannah. So Savannah would never leave or so Savannah would never make up her mind or, you know, I'll take your scholarship money away from you. I'll take your house. I'll do this. I'll do that. All the things that we give you, you'll have nothing go somewhere else. And Savannah would fall right back into the, the trap of Angie by threatening her like that, because you know, there's nobody else left as far as Angie, that's all they have left, which is scary as shit because for Angie to be the foundation, Angie is a, a mental psychotic nightmare and that's the person you have to depend on. Scary. A very unstable person. A very unstable person that uses her daughter and dangles her as a carrot to get the things that Angie wants. It's just the weirdest freaking parroting I've ever seen in my life. Savannah's basically her mama's weapon and tools. Which is sad because she will use her daughter at the expense of hurting her daughter. Which is wrong. Which is wrong. I agree. You're going to be a parent. Be a parent and set an example for them to use for their kids in the future. You teach your daughter or son you're supposed to control everything about them even after they turn 18. They're not growing up. They're not learning how to be an adult. Not at all. I agree. And that's a scary thing. And that's something that, you know, I don't know how many years in this earth Savannah's mother has left, but when Savannah's left, these are things that Savannah's going to have to figure out on her own that I don't think she's ready to, to understand because of her parenting. You know her better than me. Well, I thought I knew her better than you, but I don't know. Recently, yeah. I've I've learned more about her in the last month than I care to learn. But again, you know, those are life lessons we learn and we, we either need to take them and learn from them and gain from them or we become a victim. And I refuse to be a victim just like you. Yeah. So, you know, that's again, and, and finishing this up. I mean, that's what this was about. This was about a story about a girl and her mother and taking advantage of other people. And at the end of the day, we're on top and we're okay. And we want other people to learn that, you know, these are bad people and bad traits. And these are things that, Regular people don't do, you know, we, we've discussed it. There's some real mental and some unstableness and that's something that should be addressed. Unfortunately, it is not going to be with me and them to do that. That's on them. Yeah. Like I told you my lifestyle, I take care of animals on the farm. Over a hundred of them. When am I going to have time to take a break from my lifestyle to go do something stupid? 
these animals rely on me 24-7. Plus, we have babies being born year-round here. They need their shots. Uh, other medical things that's got to be done. Check them for diseases, heartburn. My job is practically never ending. The only break I get, which we talked about before this, when do I get a break? And that's told you when I sleep. Right. Well, you know. I've been doing this job for four years now. Well, you and I had talked about that too, because like, you know, the only time we get a break is when we get a vacation and that's very seldom. So, you know, you and I have a lot in common when it comes to working, because that's definitely something Savannah's mother doesn't know a goddamn thing about. She doesn't work. She, she actually uses the money from her mother's social security and retirement as her funding and play money and to do whatever the hell she does with it. But obviously, um, and Savannah hasn't worked a day in her life. So that's something that they definitely don't have in common with us. The working class that knows what it's like to appreciate money and, you know, work hard for it. Yeah. I came from a broken home, which I went to work and didn't finish high school to help support the family. Well, man, I appreciate everything. I mean, I know we talk back and forth every once in a while and, you know, Luckily, there's more things to talk about than just Angie and Savannah now. So that's good. I just hope nobody else falls for the same MO that she plays on other people. Well, and that's what I hope people will learn. I mean, the the podcast is just, you know, one thing out there. And, and hopefully, you know, being on iHeart and being on Spotify where people, you know, have access to this and. I hope people learn, you know, listen to it and learn. And, um, you know, there's some other episodes of course that are related to this episode that will also be red flags and talk about in depth, some things that are going on, which will kind of go side by side on. And I agree. I, I hope that they don't do this to others, but more importantly, I think that they have, and I think that they continue to do that. So I hope that we get to people and people learn from what we're, what, what we've gone through. And and hopefully it'll be a better place. Well, if anybody listens to this and has questions for me, I don't mind. Absolutely. I can um, always get them forwarded to, you know, your Instagram and go back and forth. And of course, you know, this will be on Wicked Sermon, um, Rock the Mic. And of course, um, all of the places will have information where they can like reach out. So Jonas, I appreciate it, man. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and unfortunately... I'm sorry it had to come to this. Yeah, it's okay. Shit. The only thing I plan to do the rest of the night, I am a Fallout 4 fanatic. Okay. All right. Uh, So that's what I'll be doing the rest of the night, playing Fallout 4. Well, I will be um, working in the studio, getting this edited. Um, We've got a couple other little episodes that we're doing as well that we're working out on. And then... um, you know, this episode obviously is called the Appomattox Catfish. And 
we will uh, do part two of this. And of course we're running the audio that, you know, some of the audio that was sent to you by Savannah to kind of back up everything we're saying and showing it. So I think it'll be an informative episode. And I think that, you know, it kind of validates everything that we could tell, because again, I feel like if we told this story to people, they would just think it's bullshit, but we experienced it and lived it. And unfortunately I've lived it for a very long time. So I wanted to kind of bring it to the surface. All right. So, man, I will talk to you soon. Um, If you need anything, let me know. I appreciate it, man. Not a problem. All right, brother. Enjoy the night. Thank you. You too. Well, there it is. Part one is over. The Jamie Jonas event is in the books. Make sure you tune in to Rock the Mic, Wicked Sermon, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to present part two in the next couple days, just so you can kind of keep along with the story. And again, don't forget, we welcome your emails. We welcome your voicemails. We welcome your feedback. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a crazy ride. So buckle up for part two, because the first one, damn sure.